0: Welcome back to the From Dawn to Dawn podcast. This podcast serves as a platform for fellow Dons to get to know one another. From educators, to students, to school administrators, and facility staff, we dive deep into learning about the faces that make up the Dons community. Welcome back Dons! I'm Sahara Keskes, Features Editor for ELSIN Online. In today's episode, we have senior varsity soccer players, Robert Ronco and Joe Montali with us to talk about all things soccer. Before we get started, let's take it to Brianna Loretti, a senior journalism staffer for LCID who will give us a quick recap of this week's headlines. Hi, it's Brianna back with news topics for this week's episode. Our first formal with the entire school since COVID happened is this Saturday at Liberty Station taking on a Cupid's ball theme in honor of the upcoming Valentine holiday. Besides this, it is time to kick off the spring season strong with the start of our spring sports. Go support your fellow Dons. As far as San Diego news, San Diego County is seeing a shift in the mask mandate. After February 15th, vaccinated people will not be required to wear masks indoors unless they're in higher risk areas like public transit, nursing homes, and other living facilities. Lastly, Russian state skating star, age 15, could lose gold medal after failed drug test revelation. Stay tuned for more news on next week's podcast. Thanks, Brianna. I'm here with Robert Ronco and Joe Montali. Both of them were on the winning Open Division Boys Varsity Soccer Team. Robert is a starting forward and striker who throughout his soccer career has trained one-on-one with various players from the pro soccer team, San Diego Soccers. He is having a remarkable season this year as he has scored eight goals so far and just recently committed to Vanguard University. As for Joe, he is a starting defensive midfielder who plays a fundamental role on the team since he can do it all. At the CIF Open Division Championships in 2021, Joe was one of the four players who scored the penalty to contribute to the win to officially become Open Division Champions. So Robert and Joe, let's get started. Let's get to know you both. So where are you guys from? What sorts of things are you guys interested in? And how are you involved here on campus? All right, so my
1: name's Robert Ronco. I've been playing soccer since I was about four years old. On campus, I'm in California Scholarship Federation, as well as um, I'm an Executive Ambassador, and I've been playing soccer cathedral since my freshman year.
2: I'm Joe Montale. Uh Same as Ronco, I'm involved in some of the programs like Ambassadors and NHS, and soccer-wise, I've been playing soccer along with basketball and football and other sports uh, since I was eight, nine, since I could walk, I was playing soccer. So, um, yeah.
0: Nice, that's awesome. So, so you guys pretty much just answered my question about when you guys started playing soccer, so that's great. Uh, what made you guys interested to play soccer at such a young age?
1: Uh, it was really one of those where it was like my parents were trying to find something for me to do. And I think that was pretty much the first thing. It was soccer and baseball at the time. That was pretty much it. But then soccer just ended up being the one in the end.
2: Right. When I first started, I definitely wanted to try everything, all the sports. So I didn't know that soccer was going to be what I ended up sticking to. But back then, I just wanted to try it.
0: Nice. And did any of your family members play soccer? Is that kind of how you guys like not, like, even, close. not even close? OK, Not even close. nope. Gotcha. OK, so then when was like your aha moment, like where you realized that like soccer was something that you wanted to pursue, like as like even your high school sport and things like that?
1: Um, for me, I think I was around 10 or 11 years old, where I ended up switching teams, and I was still playing both soccer and baseball at the time, and it was one of those where I decided that I was going to completely just put off baseball and play soccer full-time. And at the time, like, even my parents have told me, like, they still think at the time I was better at baseball than soccer, but I just, it was one of those where I just loved soccer much more. So.
2: For me, definitely freshman year, I stopped focusing on basketball, I'd- didn't play football my second year and I really tuned into soccer and focused on that because I realized it's definitely what I'm best at and what I have the best chance of getting into colleges with.
0: Nice that's great so then kind of tell me then like why do you love soccer like why is it your why why you know what I mean?
1: It's hard to explain because like when you have that one thing you just know it's that one thing yeah it's just like it's something you want to do all the time it's not like It's not like you ever feel like you can't play soccer. Like, you can, and there's always a way to.
2: Right. Since I was little, I think I always just enjoyed, like, having a ball, playing, you know, juggling, whatever I could be doing. So um, to just be away from soccer would be something that changed my life a lot. So, you know, being around it just makes it that much better.
0: That's awesome. So as soccer players, what do you feel like your individual three strengths are?
1: I think... Obviously, there's a lot of, There's a lot to come with technical ability, but I think it's more the mental side and physical side because obviously, like, when you put all three together, that's when you become the best possible soccer player. So I would say definitely the mental side. Um, I'd say ment- your mentality, your attitude, and then your work rate.
2: Nice. Definitely don't sleep on Ronco's finishing either. That man can score. But um, I think definitely for me, physicality uh, – Coming from a background of just all different sports is like a big part of my game, and then um, just technicality, of course, is always the most important. You can't, you know, manipulate manipulate a game like you would want to if you don't have the technical ability for it. And then, like Ronco said, definitely like the mindset of it. If you're letting you know other players get you carried away, you're not going to play well. You, um, the best players are level level minded the whole way through.
0: Nice. Uh, what are your dreams and goals for soccer? Like, what's the ultimate for you guys right now, like currently speaking?
1: It's definitely changed since um, I was little. Like, there were definitely aspirations to go all the way, make it to the pro level. And obviously, I'm just I'm hoping to play for as long as I can. Like, both Joe and I are going to be playing and playing college next year, um, and then we'll see where it goes from there. But I'm hoping that eventually I can still continue in the soccer industry, if it's playing soccer, coaching, something like that.
2: I'm really focused mostly on my academic career after this, but keeping in mind that I don't want to stop playing soccer. So for me, it's about getting into a school where I'm both happy with the academics and I can just keep playing the sport that I like.
0: Nice. Uh, so what is like, what made you choose the cathedral soccer program? Like, why was that something that you guys wanted to be a part of?
1: So, I've known Nate since I was in kindergarten. His oldest daughter was my church buddy at St. James. Um, and the two coaches I had at Attack were both the coaches here um, Nate, who's still here, and then Sean, who's now at the college level. But it was kind of just a follow through where they wanted me to come play and just decided on Cathedral, cathedral soccer. It's, it is a great program. We're always all the way up there and open, every now and again, winning a CIF championship.
2: All right, I uh, was definitely going to come to Cathedral whether I was playing soccer or anything else um, just because of my family background but for soccer and you know choosing to play high school over club it was definitely just the same thing Nate's my club coach and like I'd love to have him as my high school coach too I know I'm going to get great coaching, great connections and um, it's always going to be fun having a ride to some CIF final championship like last year and hopefully this year as well
0: what is your favorite memory from playing soccer here at Cathedral?
1: Probably the CIF championship. Yeah, I was like just going to probably say that.
2: It's hard to say it's not the CIF championship and really just the the PKs in that. Um, it's really surreal, especially after when you've been talking about winning it for so long and then you finally do it. That's
0: amazing. Uh, what do you find something unique about this season, like the team specifically?
1: I feel like this year compared to last year, I feel like we had a lot of- – Very much of a team vibe like we had a lot of players who really wanted it like I don't think technically we were as gifted But we had players who like really wanted it. We have players who have the drive. It's just As soon as we start connecting is when we're a really threatening team and When we're probably one of the best in the county
2: What I really like about this year is you know a lot of the a lot of the people from our CIF run team last year were saying, you know, we wouldn't be able to contend this year at all and we wouldn't be Even remotely as good as we have shown we are and I think that's, you know We play with pride in that and you know with a whole new squad a lot of sophomores a lot of young talent It's cool to see that, you know, we're putting something together.
0: How do you as a team motivate each other?
2: Um, I think as our season has
1: grown It's been really key through our communication on the field or both on and off the field 'Cause I think we motivate each other through like how we find out how we need to grow. So if it's through like how we press as a team, how we like how we build up, how we score our goals, it's all through our communication and the stuff we do on and off the field, like team dinners, team meetings, all that stuff.
2: I think it's also really important how you pick someone up after they mess up. You know, when you're playing in a game, no one's gonna be perfect. And, you know, if you get on each other, then it's, the motivation is going to be down, the morale is going to be down. So picking each other up is a big part of that.
0: Nice. So now we're going to talk about just all things soccer, just talking about your favorite club teams and, like, who do you think, like, plays the best soccer in terms of countries?
1: Um, in terms of international soccer, I'm going to say uh, either France or Brazil. It's just high-paced, free-flowing, and it's just it's fun to watch compared to some other countries out there
2: obviously Italy' is a little higher than them you know the homeland italia is going to take it home every year
0: <laughs> nice um what are your favorite club soccer teams
1: i'm a manchester united fan yes uh, since i was probably
2: about like six or seven years old
0: me too definitely for sure
2: i'm not a club soccer fan but i can tell you i like san diego loyal because of my boy Stefano brunetto
0: Yes, I <laughs> love that. That's awesome. Who's a soccer player you admire or look up to, and do they inspire your game pattern and things like that?
1: Um, Someone I say I would look up to, or like as you said, like model my game after, is Anthony Martial, who plays for uh, Manchester United as well. Someone who, like I feel like I'm very similar to him, fast-paced, technically alright, but like it's all about being in the right place at the right time to put the finish in the back of the net.
2: I like to model my game a little bit after the the mentality of Zlatan Ibrahimovic and kind of the play of a faster Busquets.
0: Love it. Those are great. Um, So what does your training schedule look like? How consistently are you guys training? Is there like a balance between resting versus practicing? What is that like?
1: So for high school, we go, I would say, three times a week for practice just about. And then we have either one or two games a week, usually Wednesday or Friday. And then it's probably it's key for a lot of us as we are playing two games a week two to three practices as well that like recovery off the field is like it's a main priority for us like personally i'm blessed that i have a chiropractor at like on speed dial so it's like that's obviously nice. a huge plus
2: right i think obviously when you're playing that many games a week you got to be dialed into your rehab and prehab you know i'm always in the trainers robert's always in the trainers at the chiropractor stretching just getting ready for you know the toll that playing every week is going to take on your body
0: yeah for sure what is the highlight of your soccer career what would you say
1: um i would definitely say winning open division last year definitely that for sure that was just it was just it's unmatched, and especially with the circumstances like coming back from COVID, not knowing that we were gonna have a season, and then having it be that much of a success was just something we probably won't ever ha- have happen again. You know what I, mean?
2: I think definitely anyone on that team would say the same thing. Um, I have to agree, specifically just winning in PKs. You know, you never really think you're gonna be in a in a situation like that where you know CIF final you know, probably the biggest game of your career, and then it comes down to just a couple shots. Yeah, shout-out Brady Bachman. (laughs)
0: Nice, yeah, that was absolutely epic that whole entire game, and just coming out on top was amazing for you guys. So now we're gonna shift and start talking about college. Robert, specifically you, you just committed to Vanguard. That's amazing, congratulations. So, what is? When did you realize you wanted to play soccer in college? What was? How did that come on your mind?
1: I feel like for a long time now, I've known that I just want to continue playing soccer for as long as I can, and at the highest level that I would be able to play at, and. If college is the next step, then college was or is and or was and now is the next step for me, and um, and for me, Vanguard was a good like it was a good choice. It's clo- it's close enough to home, where my like my family's still close by. There would come to mm-hmm. my games, and I never really wanted like a huge school. It's a nice little like smaller, not necessarily secluded, but just like tight in a community type of vibe that it has, and I yeah, coaches are nice. They're a nice fit. They get the way I play. Um, And I think it's going to be a fun next four years.
0: Yeah, that's so important. That's amazing. So, besides soccer, what do you want to study or pursue in the future?
1: Um, So, I've been looking into studying either business communications or even marketing in college and then potentially going down like media studies and looking at a sports, either sports journalism or like sports commentary route.
0: Oh, that's awesome. That's really cool. Uh, So that's really great to know. So as for you, Joe, uh, you've mentioned that you are focusing academically in college. So what are your aspirations in that area?
2: Um, As of right now, I'm not really sure, you know, the exact path I want to go down. I'm definitely interested in architecture as I have like an art background. Wow. Um, So we'll see how that goes. But, you know, just definitely staying around soccer and also having a focus in something like that would be important
0: yeah and is so your major is basically you want to major in architecture or something similar to that route
2: most likely yeah
0: nice okay those are awesome so as that kind of that was a really quick college talk we are now going to go into like basically concluding this podcast and one piece of advice we would love to hear from both of you is like what's a piece of advice that you would give to a soccer player or a student athlete or just a student or person in general who is inspired by your path and soccer and things like that what would you say
1: I would say when you set a goal, don't ever, like, go back on it, like, 50% of the way or however far you are. And I was reminded by somebody, like, even though the goals I set for myself when I was, like, 10, 11 years old, like, they're not, they're not wasted dreams. Like, they're still there. There's still potential and there's a possibility. And, like, follow it through. And then, like, when you get to a point where you might not be able to do it anymore, all right, you reevaluate. You go from there and you reassess, can you still achieve this, what I need to do to achieve this, all that stuff.
2: I think throughout your entire career, you should be focused on getting to where you want to be and, you know, setting that high standard very early. Um, For me, I didn't know that I was going to be playing soccer um, into high school and especially not into college when I was younger. And if I could have, you know, thought about it more and focused in, then I think, you know, um, my career could have been a little different. So it's like, if I'm telling someone younger than me, I'm going to say, set your goals, stick to them, and uh, see where that takes you.
0: Those are great pieces of advice. Definitely, for sure, people can take those. Awesome. So this is our last question. We like to end every interview with this, which is, as a Don, which Don has inspired you during your time here at Cathedral and why? So this could be like a teacher, a coach, a peer, administrator, club leader, literally anybody. So who is that for you guys?
1: Uh, I'm going to say uh, Coach Nate. I've known, mm. as I said like previously, Nate. I've known Nate since kindergarten now, and he's had a big impact on my life. And he's taken a very similar path to the one that I want to take.
2: So it's something I, like, keep in mind and look up to. I think I definitely, you know, I get a lot of advice from my dad as he's on Aww. campus. And uh, my grandpa, you know, he's a— you know, early generation, Don, he's always out at the game. So, you know, all the support from them and just the community in general is great.
0: That's so sweet. So that is pretty much it. So thank you so much, Robert and Joe, for this opportunity to chat with both of you. Thank you. Thank
2: Thank you for having us.
0: Thank you so much for listening. Show notes are posted below for this episode. Be sure to check out lcidonline.com to listen to more podcasts and read other great staff articles. We look forward to meeting again right back here on our next podcast. Remember, once a Dawn, always a Dawn.